This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. It's good to have with us Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky, who's come for a number of years and been a very uh, significant contributor to the Torah of our Dim. So I just want to introduce him and thank him for coming. Bakasha. And it's very nice to come back here. And one of the nice things about Silver Spring is just to make sure you're behaving. They send a committee from the from the uh, local community just to make sure that I don't say anything improper and so on. So we have the Friedman with us to check up on me. That's nice. I I, w- I wanted to say something. Um, that I found very special at the yeshiva here. Um, I've noticed from a lot of the boys in Silver Spring who've come here that a lot of them look forward to coming back here um, for like in- intercession or summer or whenever they have time to come back for two or three weeks to be machazic themselves. Um, also, when they're not here, they come to the base medrash and learn. The difference between a school and a yeshiva is a school, when you graduate, you're done. Maybe they tap into you for donations, but that's, there's no point in coming back. Maybe you're 50, 50th reunion or something. A yeshiva, if, if, you, if you click into what the yeshiva is supposed to give you, it's home. It's something that you come back to. It's something Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, people traditionally came back to yeshivas. Um, today, Yachikalas have become very popular. That's very, it means that it's something for life. Even when, when you get married and you have your own family and children and grandchildren, your parents' home is still home to you. You still come there as a, as a member of home. So I, I think it's something to think about that if you get from the yeshiva what you're supposed to get, that type of attitude that you want to come back, that whenever you have, you're busy, but whenever you have a chance, you come back and you touch base with yeshiva again and again, Rebeim or Rebeim that you touch base with again and again. I, I think that's a very important dimension of Yeshiva that can't be stressed enough. Okay, so I guess the, the schedule we've set up was I would say something and then there were questions people wanted addressed, so sort of split the time a bit. Um, you have here the very first parish in Truma is about the Arun. And one of the great and the deepest mysteries is the concept of the Kuvim. And besides the fact that it's kind of a bit at loggerheads with, with um, what we normally um, know about not making pseudos, there's a special heter. Uh, I mean, the past success, so, but, but there's talk about how come this is different. I'm not going to talk about it, but I'd like to speak about a certain akuda about the Kuvim. It sounds like this. You put the kaporis on the aron. In the aron, you put the edus. Whenever I touch base with you, whenever Hashem speaks with Kali Yisrael, it's there. I'll speak to you from on top of the kaporis. Now, whatever it is, as a metaphor, in, in you know, saying we are speaks, but we get it. The Oren has the Torah in it, the Luchos in it. It is the holiest um, chayfets that Kasol possesses. And when there is 
it's from on top of that. So, so the concept of on top of it, 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 it we understand it means this is where the, the shechina the shechina resides above the, the holiest chayfets um, and place of Yisrael. But there's one more word, from between the two kruvim. So why are the two kruvim the sort of bookends, so to speak, for the shechina? On the kapiris, I understand. That's sort of a sense of being above the highest point. But between the two kruvim is something that is not um, at, at all apparent. What is it? It's worse than that. It's more than that. Rashi brings that it's a stira. It says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would speak to Moishe. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu would speak to him in the old Moed, not in the Kodesh HaKadosh. So it says that that and he would hear the coal speaking from the Kaporis, um, Mishkan, and the, the voice would come from it to Tukruvim and come out into Ol Moed. So this really makes it very hard to understand even the metaphor. Because um, it's one thing you have places that are marked as being unique to connect to Kodesh Baruch Hu. Eretz Yisrael, Yushalayim, Harabayis, Beis HaMikdash, Oel Moed, Kodesh Kadashim. So a person is in a certain place, Tumas Mesim are also here, Tumas Yosem Bukh is also here, Mitzvah is also here. Fine, I, I get a picture of places that are more Kadosh where I can connect more to Kodesh Baruch Hu. There's Samri Shonim, Rabbi Asadigon, and the Rambam is a biblical about it, but he accepts it as being a possibility. Speak about something called Kavod Nivra, which means um, like fire that marks the spot. So it's a real entity, but all it is is a marker. Okay, so if it would tell me, so if, if let's say it would be, we would say that Moshe Rabbeinu had to come, stand by the Kruvim, and that's where he would get the, the, the Dibur of Hashem. So we understand that's where you have to go to. Just like when I want to get Kedusha, I go to Beis HaMikdash. When I want to be Mishap, I go to Mizbeach. When I want to speak, when Moish wants to speak, he goes there. But he wasn't standing there. He was standing outside in the oil. There's a parochis. So what does it mean the voice came down between the Kruvim and then went outside? Lamayin Afgamina. I mean, it, what, what, what exactly does it make a difference? Uh, you know, they had recording equipment, maybe we had to put the recording equipment. But, but what, what, what difference does it make? It, it's something that really, on a shot level, an understanding of what is it that we're talking about uh, um, on, on a level in, in words that we can have some catch at understanding. So the Goyim speaks about it in Kedushat Goddess. He stells to a medrash. He brings a medrash. Um, does, he, he, he says a few things. He doesn't quite connect it, so what I'm saying is on my responsibility, but the, I think the Goyen is the one who points in direction. He brings down a medrash in Pashis Kedoshim, it's a Yikra, um, Perikopei, it's Oisei. It says, Mishas Vatuch is Chachma, it's a passing Eov, 
who who gave wisdom who gave uh, wisdom to Tvias? Either a parakeet or a, um, a, 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 some other bird. Oy minosan a peacock possibly minosan la serfivina hadatanigalta. Nosan la serfivina is going on a a rooster, a hen, and so on. What what's the chachma that they have? And this is you know where the the brachanosan comes from. The, according to the shittas that it serfi means a tanigal to this. Omer Levi. In, 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 in the Arab lands, they would call it Tarnagol Sefi. And now the, the Medrash brings an example of the wisdom of a Tarnagol. When its chicks are young and fragile, she gathers them in. It keeps it under its wings. And it 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 um, it uh, feeds them, it paves the way for them, feeds them, and so on. In other words, it looks in the bush for food and, and gives it to them. And when they grow up, so um, one us so when a chick grows up and doesn't want to move on and it comes for its food. It pecks it on its head. It tells it, Zilla Kukalta. Go look for yourself, fend for yourself. Kach. When Klaus was in the middle of 40 years, the mon came down, the bear, and so on and so forth. When they came to Israel, Moshe told them each one needs to do it on his own. That's the marriage. And the Goyen compares it. And the Goyen says, the more somebody is young and helpless, the more hachkach there is. I guess along the line of Shem Epsayim Hashem, and the older he gets, and the more he can stand on his own feet, he's less and less Ashkoch. That's what the Goyen says, pretty much. He leaves, doesn't clarify exactly, so what is Chazal telling us? What does the Goyen want with this? He says the word Krov is like the Gemara says, Kiravya, it's like a baby face. So the Kruvi represents some sort of baby face, and that's what we have there, and that's why Dashkocha keeps something along those lines. Not the, the going, the going, whatever he feels you can do on your own, like this time of Golta. But whatever he figures you can do on your own, he pushes you to do on your own. So the going here, I think, is, is explaining a very, very fundamentally sowed in Ruchnius. And, uh, and it, it's, it's really, in a certain sense, a Bria in in a certain tension in Torah between, on the one hand, Torah is given for us to understand. Torah is given for us to know. And therefore, a person is supposed to learn it, argue it, decide, be machriya, and come up with psakh And he's supposed to stand on his own two feet. So Torah, by, by standing on, on a person's das and seichel, until a person, when a person becomes a bari ra, so a person is supposed to decide with his own seichel, his own das. But at that point, he, he, in a certain sense, it's over with. There's nothing more coming. So the Goyen says, every person needs to have two layers in himself. His innermost layer 
is still a child because wherever we're holding in Chachma, as, as far as we've climbed up the mountain, we are somewhere and we are way beyond, way before the peak, no matter how far we climb. So in a person himself, you have the part that he's accomplished and has become his and stands on his own feet. And then you have the part that is the same young child in quest of knowledge, um, understanding that he knows not and needs to have input. So I think what the Goyim is saying is Chlal Yisrael has in itself is talking about the relationship, but it's also talking about the mental state of a person who knows that he knows nothing. And now he is looking up to Shemayim to, to, to hear, to know. And the Kuda of that needs to always be preserved in Klai So the Kruvim are the tzura of Klal Yisrael, like a gomel, gomel, uh, a, a child who's, who's nursing a, 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 on, on, on his mother. There's, there's a nekuda, the most pneumistic nekuda of Klal Yisrael is a quest for chachma with the understanding that they don't know yet. So on the one hand, as the child grows, in the part of the child that has grown, and the part of the child that is already mature, we're expected to fend on his own. He's supposed to come up with the, with the answer on his own. And then there's a part of him that is always looking. And in the chilek that you don't know, you're like that child. The problem is, sometimes we make sure, we forget that there's a lot more than what we understand. And once that happens, it dries up. It's really, this is the integration of Torah Shaviksav with Torah Shabal Peh. Torah Shabiksav is revealed Chachma. It's a Dvar Hashem. Torah Shabal Peh is the Chachma that we've extrapolated and we've come to understanding by using our Seichel and only our Seichel. So Torah Shabiksav and Torah Shabal are very different. <coughs> one is Kayam Hashem and one is Amar Behuda, Amar Biyosi. The Arachayim says, that the reason why the Gemara puts so much emphasis on Darshi Psukim, when really sometimes it seems as if the halacha is Psuka anyway. We know what the halacha is. The Darshi of Psukim seems to be somewhat belabored. And, and the Archaim Akkadish says, he brings the Gemara of Akiva, that was Koshik Sarim, to the, to the, to the Isis. He says that Ikra Abedis Adam since Matan Torah is to keep the bond between Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat Peh. On, on a more pneumistic level, it means Torah Shabbat is a Dvar Hashem Shabbat. Torah Shabbat Peh is my thinking and my insight. And I need to constantly couple them. I need to constantly understand that my Torah Shabbat Peh is coming from there. And I need to be open to knowing more, understanding more. The danger, if a person stays only with the Torah Shabbat only what the words are told with to, to do, 
then I never grow and become an adult and become my own person. But if a person forgets the, 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 the Nairashabai, then a lot of times he segues from what does the Torah mean <coughs> to what would I like to say. Because at the end of the day, it's about me. If I say something bright, sharp, deep, interesting, engaging, provocative, then, then, you know, then, then I get a lot of splash for it. But that's not where it's coming from. It, 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 when I segue, when I move and derail it from Devar Hashem, it's not Torah Shalpen anymore. It's not Torah. The real Kesha is when I spend my time using my Seychandas, asking myself, what is really the Halacha? What does the Pasuk really mean? What are Kajbar going to tell us? And that's with tremendous honesty, because it's not always what we want it to be. You know, it's, it's, it's not always what we would like it to be. It's, we have to be honest. It's, so so Torah, it, it demands a tremendous um, tension of two almost polar opposite kohos. One is a total need to rely on my seichel and and it needs a total hisbatlus, the Dvar Hashem, that I honestly say to myself, I'm starting with ground zero. What does it say? What does it honestly read? What did the riot show? And, and so on. So the, the Krubim are the extraordinary Nekuda of Kalal Yisrael as a Yonik, as someone who's still ready to receive and open to understand and so on. I, I, I mentioned a few times, a person, a person I was very impressed by a certain thing, Revolver was on a big mashkich in Bali Musa and so on in, in the yeshiva world. He was a Talmud of Rabbi Yuchim. And Rabbi Yuchim was his Rebbe, you know, wrote a book about him, and he, everything was Rabbi Yuchim, and this, this was his life. At the age of 60, he, he chanced upon Rav Hutna. And he, was, and he really felt this is another chalik of Torah that he needs. That he needs and, and, and he wrote a second sefer saying, well, this sefer was written with the influence of someone else also on me. And I said to myself, you know, at the age of 60s, when you basically finalize your retirement plans and write your memoirs, and, and, and make aliyah, you know, if you haven't done it till now, that's usually what happens at 60. Here's a person who said, well, there's another Helk of Torah that I wasn't open to, and with the same eagerness of a 16-year-old, that's somebody who still has an akuda of that kravya, like a child. The, the panemius of a person, no matter how sophisticated and smart and accomplished he's become with a seichel and das, the real kodesh of a person is that open child who in his own mind is like tabula rasa, in his own mind he's, he's a blank slate waiting to hear more Torah or new Torah or Advarashem. That was the point I want to speak about.